What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. Today, we are talking about CrossFit. We're going to talk about what is CrossFit, what I like about CrossFit, what I don't love so much about CrossFit, what sort of results you can expect from CrossFit, why are CrossFit pros so jacked, and then I'm going to take some follower and Q&A questions. So thank you to everybody who asked a question. I really appreciate it. Before jumping into the episode, I have, to, I have to state, one, I am CrossFit certified. I have my CFL1. However, I've never done CrossFit for any serious, consistent amount of time. I've never been a member of a box. I've never done, you know, six months of consistent CrossFit training. So this is definitely me from the outside looking in. However, I do think I'm qualified to be able to give you an account of the pros and cons physiologically. And obviously I'm, quote, in the space. And so I have people close to me who do CrossFit and have had firsthand accounts kind of relayed to me. But again, I'd like to lead with that. This is not a podcast by somebody who's been doing CrossFit for the last 10 years. And so take that into account. My my background is mostly in hypertrophy style training. And so you'll see some of the comparisons that I make kind of relay back to that as a potential main goal. Because again, that is what I talk about on the podcast and, and most of my content and most of my goals for coaching, let's say. Cool. Let's jump into it. What is CrossFit? Now, I took this directly from the CrossFit website and it says CrossFit incorporates elements of high intensity interval training. Olympic weightlifting, plyometrics, powerlifting, gymnastics, kettlebells, calisthenics, strongman, and other exercise, uh, other exercises. Now, that is a lot of stuff, and you'll you'll kind of understand how that affects the pros and cons as we talk about it a little bit more. But let's read that one more time. CrossFit incorporates elements of high-intensity interval training, Olympic weightlifting, plyometrics, powerlifting, gymnastics, kettlebell lifting, calisthenics, strongman, and other exercises. That is a lot of stuff. And so we think about CrossFit. We think about being kind of good at everything. You know, there's a, you know, when, when we talk about the, the, um, the, the games a little bit, and they're talking about kind of what events are going to happen at the CrossFit games, often what's referenced is what's called the hopper, which is supposed to be like a metaphor for, you know, the potential for a CrossFit athlete to see anything at the games. It's like a, you know, I don't know if you guys know, like a hopper, like when they pull out a number for like a, um, whatever they're doing, the power ball, like that thing that they're spinning with all the balls in there, that's like a hopper. And you don't know what's going to pop out. So you have to kind of be ready for everything and ready for anything. That's kind of what CrossFit's mentality is, is to be ready for whatever comes out of the quote, the hopper. And so we have this kind of all encompassing, kind of good at everything, ready for anything sort of mentality, which can be pretty cool. We'll talk about what some of the potential downsides of that is, uh, you know, is in terms of what, you know, depending on what your goal is, like we obviously have to apply some context here because if your goal obviously is going to be kind of good at everything and to be good at CrossFit, well, you're going to want to do CrossFit. And so obviously a lot of the discussion of what the pros and cons are going to be is going to come down to the context of what your goals are and what you like doing and obviously a whole bunch of other things, psychological and physiological benefits. So let's start with what I like about CrossFit. And the answer is way more than you think. Uh, and I, when I was writing this one, I, I wanted to make sure, obviously, you know, there's, uh, I'm going to talk about, you know, I'm sure people know, I'm going to talk about, you know, if you, if your goal is hypertrophy, then cross is probably not the best thing you want to do, but man, there's a lot more that I like about CrossFit than you think a lot more than I thought originally when I was making a couple of notes, the first couple of things, I'd say the first two things that I love the most were one that CrossFit gets people lifting a barbell often for the first time, puts a barbell in people's hands that might not otherwise have gotten a barbell in their hands. Now, a barbell is not in any way unique specifically by itself, like this super fucking special thing, but it gets people lifting heavy. And I, and I say that meaning like a barbell is usually meant to lift relatively heavy weights. 
And just the idea of, there's usually like a stigmatism around lifting free weights. It's like for a big, strong, you know, people who are trying to get, you know, bulky. And it's like, well, it's not necessarily the case. And putting a barbell in somebody's hands who's never lifted, you know, never deadlifted from the floor, never squatted with a bar on their back, it can be very empowering. And so get it, it, a lot of times CrossFit is that point in which uh, somebody holds a barbell for the first time. And for that, I am very grateful because I think that's a very good thing. I think in general, very general, overly general statement is like, do I think more people should be working with barbells and weights and free weights? Yes, absolutely. I think the whole of the population could benefit from getting a barbell in their hands. So for that, I'm very grateful. I think that that's one of the best things that CrossFit does. It takes people who might otherwise have trended towards, uh, I don't know, less strength-based uh, group fitness classes, and it gets them with a the barbell in their hands for the first time, which is pretty cool. Second thing is it's very performance-driven, and I like that. I think more people, when they get to lifting, have just a massive, overly aesthetic uh, mindset, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I, I, you know, I will state honestly that I lift for health and for vanity. Those are the two reasons that I lift, and that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But the establish uh, um, establishing that performance goals should be part in some way part of, not should be, but you might benefit from having performance goals. CrossFit does a really good job of making performance the thing that you're kind of uh, uh, pursuing. It's like, you know, more numbers on the bar, you know, better times on your wads. Like this is not a bodybuilding contest. And so we have a very performance driven mentality within CrossFit, which I think is fantastic. I think that getting people caring about how much they're lifting and strength related and pushing themselves and, you know, giving somebody something other than how do I look to care about? I think that that is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I think that a lot of clients who come to me with very aesthetic goals, one of the best things that we can do for that client is give them some performance-based goals so that they realize that there's more to this than just how I look. Awesome. Next would be tracking workouts. I think CrossFit does a good job of, you know, again, because you have a performance goal, you must track what you're doing. And so I think, you know, people who go to CrossFit understand the concept of like, you know, if you ask a CrossFitter what they can do for a certain lift, they know because they've tracked it. Obviously, it circles back to having a performance goal. And I think establishing, you know, some sense, sense of normalcy around tracking workouts is a really, really good thing. And I think if, you know, in general, more people need to be tracking the workouts, more people need to have some sort of performance goal. And so I think that those two work really well synergistically. And again, that's something I like about CrossFit. Next would be the community aspect. Now, personally, not something that matters to me. Like, I'm not saying that there's no, like, I don't care about the community. I don't care about making friends. But like that, like personally, isn't something that I'm like, you know, yearning for when it comes to my training. However, I think the community aspect as a whole in general is a really special thing. And if you talk to anybody who does CrossFit consistently, they will tell you that people at their box, the people that they work out with, you know, each morning, that's their family or that's an extended family. Those people that they hang out with outside of CrossFit. I think that is fucking awesome. Like going there and having a, a, a family of people that you're working out with, that you're deriving, you guys are pushing each other. It's a happy place. You know, there's reasons other than I'm just going here to lift that I'm uh, I'm showing up today. There's a form of external accountability. I have people around that are also doing what I'm doing. I think it can be a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, my experience with CrossFit, the people close to me in my life that do CrossFit, I know that they would agree with that and say these, you know, that is an important part of why this is a positive in my life. And so I think that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And Again, from a community perspective, like the gym can be intimidating sometimes if you've never been there. And I think that going somewhere where that is very welcoming and very inviting where other people are um, also going through what you're going through can be kind of, you know, a, a, a gateway for people to get into fitness. And I think, you know, 
CrossFit does a better job than that than let's say just like wandering into the free weight section at your local Globo gym. Like it's just more likely that the average person's going to feel more comfortable going into a group setting, I suspect on average. And so I think that that community aspect can be helpful there too. Um, and then the last thing I wrote for what I like about CrossFit was I think being decent and everything isn't a bad idea for general health. I mean, if you're looking to be a healthy person, you probably want to do some cardio, some strength training, some hypertrophy. You want to add some muscle tissue. You probably want to be pretty decent at everything, right? And so if we're just looking at, okay, in general, and we'll dive a little bit deeper into this in a little bit, but if we're looking at just trying to be generally healthy, then the idea of being pretty good at everything seems like a, a good idea. I mean, you, you don't need to be the most jacked. Uh, you don't need to be the strongest. You don't need to be the most endurance, let's say, but for general health, you know, having a little bit of everything sounds like a pretty damn good idea. Now, let's move to what I don't love so much about CrossFit. One, it's super high intensity almost all the time. Now, I know that there are going to be times where you're doing some strength work and it's broken up, but across the whole of the training, the whole of the training, not necessarily one day, okay, you do strength work, there's strength in the beginning of the session, you do wads at the end of the session, whatever. It's across the whole of the programming. It's very high intensity almost all the time. And that that can be a decent thing for advanced athletes who are looking to get, you know, more endurance, better metabolic uh, adaptations, you know, better at CrossFit. But the truth is, you know, most of our population is already, you know, carrying some form of chronic inflammation and probably doesn't need to be doing super high intensity all the time. You know, most people's recovery sucks, uh, you know, and, and to do a whole lot of high intensity volume probably to layer that on top of people who are already stressed out, who sleep like shit, probably don't eat enough calories or, or consistently fuel for their workouts, probably isn't the the best way to go. Now, it doesn't mean you can't see great success going into CrossFit if you've never worked out or if you're out of shape. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying in general, if we look at the fact that CrossFit is a high metabolic component, it's very high intensity, that isn't always what we want to layer on top of a population that's probably carrying quite a bit of chronic inflammation on average uh, and doesn't really fuel themselves for performance, right? This is a performance sport. And so a lot of people aren't necessarily fueling themselves properly for that. It's also a lot of volume. And I think that that goes, you know, into the high intensity realm as well. It's a lot of work. Um, and so it can be a lot of work for people who, you know, and again, there's people, listen, good coaches, good boxes, they're going to scale stuff. I'm not saying that this is like, you're going to walk in and all of a sudden everything at, at the, at, you know, the RX is going to be thrown at you. That's not the case. It's, it's scalable. It totally is. But in general, the programming is a lot of volume and a lot of intensity. It's a lot. The third one is probably, um, I guess, I mean, I was going to say one that I care about the most, but maybe not, whatever. We'll see. I think they, I think I care about all of these pretty equally. But the third would be that it's a lot of complex movements done under fatigue, right? And I don't, and I know that they're going to be, I, like when I, when I start talking, I'm already getting like a little bit of like, I can hear the backlash from some of the people in my life that I know love CrossFit. And I, but like, there's just no denying that these movements, snatches, cleans, like a lot of these gymnastic moves, they're complex movements that are done under high amounts of fatigue. Now that isn't a bad thing. If you are a professional CrossFitter, you're very strong, you're very neurologically like uh, uh, um, efficient. You've been doing these moves for a long time. But in general, if we're looking for like how to not get hurt, uh, I probably don't want to be doing high rep barbell complexes under high amounts of fatigue. Usually power movements that are done under low fatigue you know, it, it, are now being done for really high reps in between, you know, burpee over the bar or, uh, uh, you know, ball, uh, uh, wall balls or whatever. And so it's a, a 
a lot of complex movements done under fatigue. Now that's not always the case. Again, there are cross, there are um, strength blocks and, and during the session where you're not doing, you know, squats into box jumps. Of course not. But when it comes to let's say wads or even more so, like people think of like CrossFit games, like these are a lot of complex movements done under fatigue. And you know, now that at face value, if you have a, a good coaches who are going to you know, make sure that people are not overextending, that that can be less bad. But there's a lot of shitty coaches and out there. And uh, I got a lot of questions. People like, oh, doesn't CrossFit have a bunch of shitty coaches who just teach terrible form? First of all, that's not fair. The answer is yes, it does. But that's not unique to CrossFit. There's a ton of shitty personal trainers teaching hypertrophy and shitty powerlifting coaches teaching shitty form. And so what I would say is that, let's say there's an equal amount of shitty coaches everywhere, that this might be a more consequential place to do it because of the complexity of things like whatever, snatches and some of the Olympic lifts. You know, it's more consequential when you're doing snatches than it is bicep curls. But again, this isn't solely a CrossFit issue that that there are shitty coaches. Like, it's literally everywhere. Now, the other thing I don't love about CrossFit is not has nothing to do with CrossFit itself. It's just the portrayal, I suppose. Like CrossFit isn't best for hypertrophy. And I think people get like, I don't know if people get weirded out when I say that. Like, it's just literally a fact. Like I'm, you're doing a whole lot of everything. And so it, by definition is not is suboptimal for any one individual adaptation you're trying to get. And so if your goal is hypertrophy, it's just not the best. You're doing too much of a metabolic component, too many other things that are not hypertrophy. And so if your goal is to build muscle, if your main goal is to build muscle, I would not do CrossFit. Like that, that is not to say, hey, if building muscle is one of my goals and I really value the the camaraderie and the community aspect um, and I really enjoy how I feel when I do the, okay, all right, great, go do CrossFit. But do not say, okay, hypertrophy is my, my main goal, but I still want to do CrossFit. It's like, okay, it's not your main goal, or at least that would be a poor use of, uh, that would be a poor choice if that was your main goal. Um, and the last was, it's a stimuli, which circles back to the high intensity, maybe high volume. It's a stimuli that can be easily overdone. Right? It's way easier for you to redline doing you know six wads a week than it is, okay, more of a lower intensity, let's say bodybuilding approach. It's a stimuli that can be very easily overdone from an oxidative stress perspective, from an inflammation perspective, which unfortunately, <laughs> combine, unfortunately, it's a stimuli that you can easily overdo. And it's a uh, type of working out that unfortunately attracts a lot of people who are predisposed to overdoing stuff. And so, it, you know, the, it, there is a bit of a double whammy there of like, this is a stimuli, ton of oxidative stress, going to be a lot of inflammation, which is not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. These are in correct doses, very good adaptations, very good stimuli that you want to have. It's just something that if you keep the pedal down really, really hard, can be easily overdone. And because it's so performance driven, because it has a lot of these like intensity junkies, a lot of these like very performance driven athletes who do this, it's pretty, you know, these are the same people who are predisposed to overdoing stuff in general. So I hope that, let me let me kind of, I'm gonna circle back around to what I like about CrossFit, what I don't like, just so we can give this like more contextual, um, like holistic answer to this question. What I like about CrossFit is it gets people lifting a barbell for the first time, caring about their performance, tracking their workouts, and it has an amazing community aspect that, can, that you know, independent of physiological benefits can be a reason to do it in and of itself. Um, I also think that in general, if your goal is general health, I think doing a little bit of everything is just fine. If you want to be pretty strong, have some extra muscle for those benefits and be metabolically in shape, I think CrossFit's great. If your goal is to be generally healthy, I think it is a fine way to go. What I don't love about CrossFit is almost all the time it's super high intensity, which might not be great for people who are already carrying some amount of inflammation, are, already aren't taking care of their recovery. And so it can be a little bit too much intensity all the time. Uh, it's also, you know, often has complex movements done under quite a bit of fatigue in, in the midst of a metabolic workout doing Olympic lifting. 
or even just squats and deadlifts seems to be potentially suboptimal, especially given the, the landscape of, you know, more often than not, you don't have a super super high qualified coach teaching you really great technique. Now, again, that's not an issue that solely uh, affects CrossFit. That goes across the board. But I think when we're talking about in the context of doing complex movements under a lot of fatigue, it becomes a little bit more consequential than, you know, coaches teaching poor bicep curl technique, for example. Uh, also, you know, again, if CrossFit is your, uh, sorry, if hypertrophy is your goal, then it's just not your best bet. There's too much other stuff going on. You're doing too much metabolic training to get the best hypertrophy adaptations. Like that's just not complicated, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about a sport that is built around multitasking. And when you are multitasking, it makes sense that you wouldn't get the best of any one adaptation, right? Everyone, we on that? Cool. Um, and then last, it's also a stimuli that can be easily overdone and a, a, a stimuli that unfortunately attracts a lot of people who are predisposed to overdoing stuff in the first place. But again, that doesn't necessarily mean you. Okay, next, what sort of results can you expect from CrossFit? Again, you you know, you know kind of heard some of what we talked about in terms of multitasking. It's a mixed bag. The entire point of CrossFit is to be kind of good at everything. Remember we talked about the hopper. Like we wanna make sure that if you're good at CrossFit that you're ready for anything, gymnastics, high reps, squats, running, like whatever. And so to be you know ready for all of those, to multitask, to focus on a lot of things is the same as saying, okay, I'm not gonna get really, really good at any single one thing, which is okay. It's okay. You, you, you'll get some of everything. And if you're brand new to training, well, I would say the person who's brand new to training might need to watch out from that, from that super high intensity standpoint. You're going to adapt better to everything. So you take somebody right off the couch who's never lifted a weight or doesn't really exercise much, they go do CrossFit, they're going to get to uh, uh, fitter in general. So they're going to get stronger. They're going to build muscle. They're going to have better endurance because you're doing all of those things and because you don't have any of those adaptations right now. But once you are relatively trained and you have a decent amount of muscle, chances are you're not going to gain much more muscle doing CrossFit because of the large metabolic component, right? This emphasis on a little bit of everything. It's not going to be your best bet for any one of those specific stimuli, strength, hypertrophy, whatever. And so it just, again, this is all about context. If your goal is to be, to build as much muscle or to build muscle as fast as possible, as efficiently as possible, this is not the way. If you want to get as strong as possible, this is not the way. If you value the community component and you like doing the workouts, like genuinely enjoy doing the workouts, and you're okay with the adaptations of like, hey, I'm gonna get a little bit of everything. And then if I want, let's say, when I say a little bit of everything, you are gonna get a little bit of everything. But if you if you think you're going to continue to get a little bit of everything forever, that's just not true. Because once you get a little bit of everything, it takes a little bit more of everything to push that specific adaptation. It's like, once I'm decent at everything, once you have a decent amount of muscle, let's say, you're going the volume, the attention you're gonna to have to put towards hypertrophy to grow more is going to be higher. And that goes for all adaptations. It's like once you are pretty good at everything, to get even better at everything, each thing probably needs more individual focus. Now, again, you might not give a shit. You might say, hey, I like CrossFit. I like doing it. I like the people I do it with. I like the workouts. I feel good. Great. I love that. I fucking love that. Cool. Uh, what else? What sort of results can you expect? I guess, you know, from a from a hypertrophy standpoint, again, not the best, slower rate of gain and lower ceiling of total gains. But again, that isn't the goal of CrossFit. The goal of CrossFit is not to get as jacked as possible. But if you are out there and you're thinking, okay, I, I want to be generally in shape. I like the community aspect. Do it. If you're thinking, hey, I want to change what my physique looks like and I want to, you know, reap the benefits of strength and muscle gain, then it is an inefficient way. It is a suboptimal way of doing that. That's just the way it is. One of the things that always fascinated me about CrossFit was the the mentality of the workouts in CrossFit versus the mentality of a workout for hypertrophy. 
And so like when you're doing CrossFit, the goal is to be as efficient as possible. The goal is to use as little muscle as possible. Same with powerlifting because the idea is very performance driven. It's like, how can I, how can I get my chest to the bar? Let's take a kipping pull or butterfly pull up, whatever. How can I get my chest to the bar using as little muscle as possible so that I can rack up as many reps as possible so that I can win this event, let's say. The goal, and, and, and let's again, let's take that kipping pull up. It's like, how can I get my chest to the bar with as little muscle as possible so that I can do as many reps as possible and win this event? For hypertrophy, the goal would be to isolate certain tissues. The goal is gonna be, how can I get my chest to the bar while using these exact muscles and using nothing else? It's like, how can I get my chest to the bar while using my back and my biceps while keeping everything else from doing nothing at all so that I can grow my back and my biceps? And so there's a total flip of mentality of like for CrossFit, it's like, how can I be as efficient as possible? How can I get this bar from here to over my head? It's the same with Olympic weightlifting. It's the same with a lot of performance-driven weight weight uh, resistance training sports. It's like, how can I get this bar from point A to point B with as little muscle as possible so that I can save as much energy so I can do more? For hypertrophy, it's literally the opposite. It's like, how can I put myself in a position where I'm isolating certain tissues that I'm getting no help from other places so that I can grow this one specific spot? Cool. Next question, I guess we're gonna start with the the listener Q&A questions. The first question is the one I got the most, which was, why are CrossFit pros so jacked? Now, number one, they are the genetic elite. They are. They just, that's the first thing you need to understand. The people you're watching on TV are the NFL of CrossFit. They are the genetic elite. They're also like, they're the genetic elite. They're also the literal best people in the entire world. If you're like, man, why are CrossFit pros so jacked? You know, I should do CrossFit. I'll get jacked. That is like saying you should go play pickup basketball because you watched Michael Jordan on TV and, and you want what he has. Like, this is not a thing. Like, you are not Michael Jordan. You're not Rich Froning, right? You know, you're, and, and so, they are the genetic elite. They are the literal best in the world. They are the pinnacle of their sport. And so you drawing a comparison from that, now I'm not saying there's nothing to learn from them. Of course not, that's not true. But it's a very weak, it has a weak validity when you compare it to like your own, your own, <laughs> myself included, but like a normal person's genetics and goals, let's say. The second thing, why are CrossFit pros so jacked? Is that they're not. They're not. And now, I'm not, again, just stay with me here. You have to compare them to the same position in the hierarchy in other potential adaptations. So if you take a CrossFit pro, let's say Rich Froning, whatever. Everybody knows Rich Froning. And you pull out and you go to an amateur bodybuilding show and you take people the same weight as Rich Froning. They're going to make Rich Froning look tiny. Like, like they are not as jacked as you think when compared with what they could have been doing for other adaptations. Now they are certainly jacked when you compare them to yourself, totally, of course. But that isn't enough to draw a conclusion of, oh, well, I should do CrossFit. Because if you take the the people, the, the genetic elite, you take the top 10 men or whatever women, and you then you go to a bodybuilding show and you take the top 10 women there, the people who have been doing hypertrophy training are going to be much more hypertrophied, much more jacked than the CrossFit pros. Now they are jacked because one, they are the genetic elite, but also of course, because CrossFit, when you are the genetic elite, is going to make you jacked. Like they are going to get some hypertrophy adaptations enough to get to that point where they are jacked. Like they are, they're jacked compared to the regular person. But if you took the top 10 men and you walk into a bodybuilding show, none of them would place. Like, and I'm not saying that's the be all end all. Who gives a fuck about scoring well in a bodybuilding show? What I'm trying to say is they're not as jacked as you think when you compare them to what they would look like if they were doing 
bodybuilding. You know, if you took, you know, um, whatever, maybe even if you took Rich Froning and you stopped CrossFitting and you started bodybuilding and we look at him five years from now, you'd be like, oh my God, he's 10 times more jacked. So you guys need to understand of like, we're not picking a workout based on what the greatest people in the sport look like and saying, oh, well, if they look like that, then I'll look like that. You have to pick the workout based on one, what you obviously enjoy doing in the moment, of course, but also what are the adaptations that, that will get you the results that you want? And so if your goal is building muscle, do the kinds of workouts that are best for building muscle. Not, oh, well, Rich Browning's jacked. He does CrossFit. I'll do CrossFit. It's just a really illogical line of thinking. And so they're the genetic elite. They're the most, the literal best in the world. And they're also not as jacked as you think when you would compare them to the same like spot on the pyramid of people who are doing, let's say, hypertrophy training. They'd be way more jacked or have gotten where they are way faster not doing CrossFit. Okay, so one thing I wanted to add really quick before we move on to the next point is that a lot of these guys and gals, these pros, got jacked before they started doing CrossFit. And I'm not saying that they didn't build any muscle once they started doing CrossFit. What I am saying is they did more likely uh, some more balanced strength and hypertrophy work for many years before transitioning to what they do now. And so let's not assume that CrossFit is what took them all the way from point A to point B in terms of just muscle growth. Most of these people did a, a lot, many years of, let's say, more hypertrophy style training, more basic hypertrophy and strength training for many years before transitioning to CrossFit. Just a note. But again, yes, you will build muscle if you have none, you do CrossFit. You will build muscle doing CrossFit. That is a binary yes question. That is a yes answer, 100%. Just suboptimally because you're multitasking. And I have nothing against that. There, there, you, you heard me. I've, there's a ton of good things about CrossFit. Just your goal is optimal hypertrophy and being as efficient as you can building muscle or you don't really, you know, think that, you you know, physiologically it's good to layer on a ton of high intensity workouts is probably not best for you. All right, I'm going to get through as many of these can as I can in like the next five minutes. Let's see how this goes. Question number one is from Christine. She says, why do people hate on CrossFit so much? Um, I don't, I don't know why people hate on CrossFit so much. What I, what I think is that let's say you're talking about me, um, I'd say that you're probably following a lot of people whose content is mostly based around hypertrophy style training. And then, you know, you, that person probably gets a lot of questions of like, okay, why are CrossFit people so jacked? And then there sounds like some hate when in reality, it's like trying to help shape some perspective and some context. So you understand what might be best for you. So I don't think, I don't know. I don't know why people hate on CrossFit. This is not necessarily really, okay, maybe, maybe people hate on, again, some of the stuff that I talked about before about like bad coaches teaching complex moves under fatigue. Again, I don't think the bad coaches thing is unique to CrossFit, but yes, it's a, maybe it's a little bit more consequential when you're teaching snatches in between burpees over the uh, you know burpee over the bar. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Maybe maybe because of that. Maybe because you know people shit on CrossFit in the context of it being not as good for hypertrophy as hypertrophy training. But I don't I don't really understand that because you know, isn't that obvious? And, you know, nobody is saying that CrossFit, I hope nobody is saying that CrossFit is best for hypertrophy. So this is all about context of what you like doing. Next, Steven asks, can people really improve strength, grow muscle, and lose fat all on one type of workout? I'm guessing you mean CrossFit. Can people really improve strength, grow muscle, and lose fat with one type of workout? First of all, lose fat, I would say, is a calorie deficit. And so we're not, we are never talking about a type of workout in the context of trying to lose fat. And so we'll take that one kind of off the table there. Can people improve strength and grow muscle with one type of workout? Absolutely. It's called hypertrophy training, 100%. <laughs> like if you do hypertrophy, you're going to get stronger and grow muscle with one type of workout, 100%. Could you do it with CrossFit too? Yeah, and you'd get a ton more metabolic adaptations as well. Cardiovascular gains, totally. Um, but you'd get less strong and less muscle growth than if you were doing hypertrophy training, so yeah. 
Susan Elizabeth asks, how would you work into a lifting schedule without overdoing it? How would you work CrossFit into a lifting schedule without overdoing it? Honestly, I, I don't know that I would. Um, I, in an ideal world, I just wouldn't try and fit as much different shit into your lifting schedule as possible. I just think that's a really good recipe for, you know, not getting the kind of results that you think you're getting. Now, if you were lifting already, let's say three or four times a week, and you wanted to do a wad, one wad per week, some sort of metabolic training. I think that that's fine. Um, I would say that whichever thing is the primary goal, then I would do that more often. And then I would also probably cap out at probably five workouts per week for the average person. That's obviously very individualized. If you take a, amazing care of your health and your recovery and your sleep and your calories and all, your stress management, maybe you can fit more. But most people I'd say cap out at five times a week max across the two um types of workouts. And then obviously I would have the one that you care about more, take up more of your time. Uh, and then I would also in the same vein of CrossFit in general, I would just expect less adaptations from both. Now that, that might, you might hear that and be like, wow, I'm not going to get any gains from either. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you're going to get less gains with each of them than if you were doing either alone. And you might say, okay, that I'm cool with that because my life is best when I do a little bit of both because I really enjoy both. And I'm okay with the trade-offs of getting a little bit less of each adaptation by doing a little bit of both. No problem. Misty, Misty YR7 says, I'm looking to get back into lifting. Is CF the, is CrossFit the best use of my time? CrossFit is the best use of your time if you want to get better at CrossFit, if you like doing CrossFit, if you like having some uh, resistance training and some metabolic training in your program, you like the community aspect, you know, then I would absolutely do CrossFit. CrossFit is not the best use of your time if you're looking to get uh, you know, as jacked as possible. If you're looking to build muscle as efficiently as possible, if you're looking to build strength as efficiently as possible, it's not the best use of your time. This is about what you guys want, guys. This is not about better or worse. Next question is from Rena. She asks, why is it not, why is it not hypertrophy? Why is CrossFit, let's say, CrossFit class, not hypertrophy if we're trying to increase weight week to week? Now, this is a good question. Um, so you trying to increase week, weight week to week is progressive overload. Just progressively overloading does not mean you're going to get hypertrophy. What if you were doing a set of th three by five in the squat and each week you're progressively overloading? Are you going to get hypertrophy? Probably not much because it's not enough volume for you to get hypertrophy. Now, progressive overload is an important part of hypertrophy, but it's an important part of adapting to any stimulus. Like progressively, progressive overload is not a hypertrophy thing. It's an everything thing. It's a, you know, as I adapt, I'm going to need more to continue to adapt. This is not necessarily a hypertrophy thing. Um, now again, you increasing weight or trying to increase weight week to week, let's say on your squat in your CrossFit class is not, not hypertrophy. It, it is hypertrophy. The progressive overload, you, you will get hypertrophy from that, from that squatting over time. Let's say, absolutely. Um, it's just not a lot because of the lack of volume within the hypertrophy range within the intent for hypertrophy. Now you're doing a lot of volume in general, but it's a mixed bag of strength, hypertrophy, metabolic training, uh, instead of a lot of that volume being in that hypertrophy style range. So. Yeah, so you're going to aim to get stronger in your squats over time in your CrossFit class. And yes, that will bring about some some hypertrophy. But it also, that progressive overload could also be neurological changes. You just getting stronger, like just adding weight to the bar week to week, aka applying progressive overload doesn't ensure hypertrophy. It ensures that you get better at whatever that thing is. Now, hypertrophy might be one of the adaptations you get from increasing weight on the bar week to week in your squat, but it's also neurological component. The progressive overload that you're applying in your wads is going to be, you know, beneficial from a metabolic per, uh, perspective. So, yeah. Coach Isaiah Nazem asks, kipping pull-ups, why do they even exist? Listen, this goes back to the efficiency discussion I was having before. It's like, 
they exist because CrossFit is a skill or these gymnastic movements are a skill. Like this is not about isolating certain tissues. A kipping pull-up, the goal of the kipping pull-up is to get your chest to the bar with the least amount of muscles possible so that you can do the most reps so that you can win the workout. So you can have the best performance, the highest number. That's why they exist. And so when you think about it in that goal, if you're, listen, if you put me doing regular chin-ups and somebody else doing kipping pull-ups and say, hey, how many times can you touch your chest to the bar? The kipping pull-ups will win. And so when the goal is touch my chest to the bar as many times as possible, kipping pull-ups is the best tool for the job. When the goal is build your back, upper back, you know, and your biceps optimally doing, you know, a more controlled, more, let's say hypertrophy driven pull-up is going to be better. Cool. Listen, guys, that's all I got for today. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of CrossFit people in in the you know in the DMs. I'd love to chat with you guys. I did not mean to. I hope this was a pretty. I hope it was unbiased. Obviously, I come from a hypertrophy background where if your goal is hypertrophy, CrossFit suboptimal. But this all about perspective. It's all about what you guys want. If somebody likes doing CrossFit and they enjoy it and and it gets a barbell in their hands, they love the performance aspect and their recovery is good. It's not too much intensity all the time for that person. It's part of their best life, right? They love their friends. They love going to the gym. They love the 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 adrenaline rush. They're, you know, performance junkie. Like, that's great. Go to CrossFit. It sounds awesome. If you want to get the best hypertrophy results, the best strength results, the best endurance results, if you want the best of anything, don't do everything all at once. I think that's a pretty normal thing. It's not me shitting on CrossFit at all. I'm going to stop talking now. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Where Optimal Meets Practical. If you liked the episode, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media or left a five-star review on iTunes. That stuff really helps. If you ever want to get in touch with me, just shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Jordan Lips Fitness. I'm always around to chat. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.